0: Camp with the newest Nuggets assistant coach John Beckett. <laughs> Promotion, new title for you, sir. Can you just walk us through that conversation? And were you surprised what happened there?
1: Um, Yeah, I was surprised. Um, it came around All-Star break. Um, we're in Charlotte and we just got back from, uh, you know, coaching the game up there. And I actually uh, text coach Malone because, you know, I asked him if I can get the assistant coach title. I was mainly looking to get the assistant coach title because I wanted the benefits that come with being a part of the coaches association. Um, He got back to me, he said, you know, we'll talk about it, you know, at at a later time, but I haven't forgot about you, it's on my mind. Fast forward, we go through the season playoffs and probably about a couple of weeks after the season uh, concluded, um, he pulled me into the office and um, he was like, you know, we gave you the title, but we're also gonna give you the assistant coach, you know, responsibilities and stuff like that, Um, you know, my responsibilities is still with player development, you know, I still have a lot of responsibilities there, but you know, he'll start to give me, you know, some stuff that our assistants do in terms of like scouting teams and uh, prepping the guys for whoever we're playing that night. With some
2: of that, you know, I mean, you did some of that, I mean, in terms of mm-hmm. here's what to expect from the other team in uh, mm-hmm. film study and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So. So more of that is, is, is on, on deck for you?
1: Yeah, definitely more of that. Um, I've done it before in my past. Um, I spent the year in the G League uh, with the Delaware 87ers, which is now the Delaware Bluecoats or the Philadelphia 76ers. So during that time, I had some scouting responsibilities. And then when I came to Denver the next year, um, when Brian Shaw, who was the coach at the time, you know, was relieved, um, I was able to do some scouts for the team. So I've done it before, but over the last probably four years, I haven't done it. I've done personnel, but now I actually get the opportunity to, you know, scout an opponent, uh, present it to the team, uh, you know, our coverages and how we're going to attack them and stuff like that.
0: Is that what you're looking to do more of, or do you like the player development role?
1: It's, it's tough. That's the conversation that me and Coach Malone had. Um, you know, I love player development. I think I'm pretty good at it uh, <laughs> and, and you know it is something that I, I enjoy doing getting on the floor and sweating and working with the guys so you know when me and him talked you know it was it was a thing where you know he wanted me to have more responsibilities to grow as a coach which I want to do you know one day I would like to be a head coach but also still you know do player development and get on the floor and work with our guys.
2: Yeah it's a, it's, it's, it's such a huge journey mm-hmm. you know just as a matter of fact you mentioned. Uh, your time with, uh, with the Delaware team, mm-hmm. but just kind of take people through your timeline mm-hmm. of coaching
1: and player development to where we are now. Okay, um, this will be my 16th season coming up here. I was nine with um, the, the Atlanta Hawks. I did one with the Delaware 80s, 87ers, and now I'm here with Denver for those, previous, for those years afterwards. Um, the way I got started is kind of unique. I think everyone's way how they get into this business is always different for me. Um, I played ball in college, uh, played briefly overseas, didn't really last long. Uh, came back to Atlanta, didn't know what I was gonna do. I had a friend who knew a friend that, uh, <laughs> that worked with the Atlanta Hawks. And, don't we he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he was just like, why don't you just go talk to him, you know, see what he says, he might have a good idea. So we set up the appointment, I went to go talk to him. Um, next thing I know, he offered me a job as a, as a, a sales rep selling season tickets. So I was making like 500 to 1,000 cold calls, people who maybe bought one ticket, I'm calling them, trying to get them to buy a full season, <laughs> half season, a 15 game, a five game package, uh, sending out you a know, bunch of emails, just trying to get people to buy these packages and tickets. Um, I was in the cubicle all day, nine to five, wasn't really my thing, didn't really like it. Um, but at the end of the work day, the Hawks practice facility at that time was connected to where uh, we worked. So when the team was on the road, we would go down there and play pickup ball. Um, I met the video coordinator down there, Luke Steele. Had no idea what a video coordinator to do. I didn't even know that it existed. <laughs> so um, me and him got to be, you know, kind of friendly. Um, I asked him, you know, during my downtime when I'm not talking to season ticket holders and you know trying to help them out, can I come down there and just shadow and watch you? And he was like, Yeah, sure. So I went down there, I was just quiet and just watched what he did. And I was like, you know, I like this. This is, this is what I, what, what I want to do. Um, I kind of found out that's kind of like, you know, entry level for guys who's never played in the NBA. So I would go down there whenever I had free time, but also when I'm in the office, I started to know everybody in basketball operations. You know, I, I would talk to the GM, the assistant GM, the secretary, security, I didn't care who it was. <laughs> I let them know what I wanted to do. and this is who I was, um, a position opened up as his assistant. Um, I guess they got tired of me bugging and talking to him, <laughs> and uh, they offered it to me, And. I'm here right now.
0: (laughs) I have to ask, because not too often do you find somebody that goes from ticket sales to being a coach. What was the key to selling tickets? What did you find was most successful when you were pitching it? You know,
1: I wasn't very good. It was, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you had a base salary and commission, I wasn't very making very much money (laughs) at the time. So, um, you know, I was staying at home with my parents because I just, you know, got out of school, really. And, you know, I was just trying to figure it out, like any young adult that just got out of college. and. I kind of just fell in that position. I found something I'm passionate about. And, you know, I was blessed to, you know, stay in this in this uh, world and came up from it.
0: You didn't have any one liners like this. You know, this is why you want to be a Hawks season ticket holder or whatever <laughs> No, might no, you
1: know, it It's funny because, you know, people would call and they'd be like, you know, you know, at the time the Hawks weren't really good. They were starting to move up in that path. And uh, people were called like, man, you guys are just so bad. Why should I? Why, spend, I why should I spend don't... this amount of money on tickets? And a couple times on the phone, I'm like, I agree with you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you are either. <laughs> so that 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 wasn't my thing. So obviously, I wasn't in that business very long. Well. <laughs> Awesome. But I but I do have a, a lot of respect for people who do sales now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you have an appreciation for that. Yeah, oh, for it, sure. it, it is very hard. You have to put up with a lot. You
2: have to put up with Tim Connolly says um, in front of, I don't know what the group was, um, but he's relaying the story about when he first got to the Nuggets. And mm-hmm. um, it, actually, it was the season ticket staff. Mm-hmm. And he says,
1: Listen, I know it was difficult. So yeah. This when uh, we were not yeah. good, and hopefully we're yeah. helping you
2: out a little bit more. Oh now my gosh, now yeah. that we're
1: winning, it's, but, it's it's tough, man. When when the team is not winning, like you you basically are selling hope, and you know you hope that you know people see the young guys that that you have. And at that time, when I was in Atlanta, there was guys like you know uh, Josh Smith and uh, Al Horford would come a few years after that. So you know you kind of try to sell them on that, and luckily those guys improved and you know, never made it to a championship, but they got pretty good in that Eastern Conference, and at least, you know, they made it to the second round so you could sell some things. But at the time when I was there, it was just it was just hope. Hey, just
0: come and watch us. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was, it was just hope. Just stay with us, please. So player development is
2: this piece that I think has grown in sophistication mm-hmm. yeah. over, I don't know, last 10, 15 years, maybe more. Mm-hmm. What, what have been the biggest changes in just that area of basketball mm-hmm. with an NBA team as you've seen
1: them since you've been in the league? I would just say, like you just mentioned, is just the focus, um, you know, me playing basketball growing up, um, I never had a, a trainer or anything like that. The way I learned was you just go to the park or the gym and you play against people. Like mm-hmm. now you see so many young kids, you know, they're specializing at a younger age and they're getting trainers, so um, you're seeing a lot of guys that come into our league like uh, Jamal Murray, uh, uh, Michael Porter, who are so skilled that, you know, you can see that the training and the player development has been an emphasis for them for however number of years. So for me, I just think there's more of a focus on individual improvement, especially with younger and younger guys coming into the
0: league. Throughout your time with the Nuggets, who has come in and their skill set has surprised you most when you've been putting them through drills? As far
1: as how how, how good they are. Yes,
0: or who like just what they're capable of doing even.
1: Uh, um, the obvious ones would have to be probably you know Nicola, yeah. Jamal, and 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 Michael Porter. And, and Michael Porter is you know it's unbelievable the stuff that he can do at his size. I mean. know we were just talking about the other day in terms of player development we had a coaches meeting talking about what guys need to work on and stuff like that with Michael we've never said anything in terms of his shot his handle his finishing at the (laughs) basket with Mike it's just going to take time it's just you know it's kind of refining it's it's learning you know the NBA defense it's learning on offense you know what we need from what's a good shot what's a bad shot uh spacing you know running the floor nothing was talked about his skill level everything was about the mental side of the game for him. So, um, for for us, you know, for me, he, he's probably been
2: you know the biggest surprise that I've seen. Yeah, and and that's actually interesting. And then an offshoot of, or maybe just an extension of player development. It's not mm-hmm. just skill work, you know, but it's also, hey, here's how you operate on a basketball court. Here's how you move around. This is absolutely. like you were
1: talking about. Good absolutely, job, that job. I mean that, that that's so huge with our guys. You know, we we try to build routines, which is important to our organization and. routine is just not on the basketball court, you know, getting your work before practice. It's getting there early enough and getting with our training staff and doing whatever it is you need to get your body right. It's getting with our strength and conditioning coaches and uh, getting in the weight room and working on whatever it is that they have you working on. It's having a proper diet. It's getting rest. So when it's player development, it's it's not just on the court, but it encompasses everything.
2: I think I see teams you can tell me if I'm wrong about this, but it seems t- to tell me, if <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> it seems to me there there are teams, especially maybe um, maybe some of the smaller market teams, that are putting so much more into player development, and saying, mm-hmm. you know what, we're going to take this path, we're going to mm-hmm. get young players in. And the Atlanta Hawks is a team. Actually, mm-hmm. you were just talking Trey Young, Kevin Herder, mm-hmm. uh, John Collins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, I think it looks like to me that they're Absolutely. going that route as well, where just just get young players, get coaches that can mm. teach players how to play and then go from there. But what, what have you seen in that trend in the NBA?
1: Uh, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think it's huge, especially you see for a lot of the small market teams. Um, you know, you see the the LA teams who are able to get, you know, the superstars. and Even now, Brooklyn was able to get it, two of them this summer. So a lot of it, it's hard to get those players in the small cities like a, a Cleveland or you know denver Atlanta's not a small city but you know traditionally they haven't been able to get those type of free agents right. so if you're not getting free agents another way for you to improve is internally so you're seeing a lot of teams you know really put a lot of emphasis on player development getting a lot of these young guys and trying to work with them and hopefully develop them where they can eventually become a contender
0: when you think of player development is it all the same the drills and the things that you're putting these guys through in the nba or where do you come up with okay this guy needs to do these things Mm -hmm. or you know what i mean like catering to each player in that Mm -hmm. way um
1: you know it's funny because i get you know on social media i get a lot of questions in terms of like you know what drills do you use there's there's really no magic drills there's you know it's just watching the guys listening to the other coaches uh, looking at the stats and just having a feel for it, knowing where guys can, can make an impact in the game. How can guys get in the game? And sometimes it's as simple as you got to make an open shot. Yeah. So, you know, a, a lot of times we get in the gym, you know, some guys it's, you know, we might really work on their ball handling, but some guys it's just, man, you got to make a corner three. So a lot of times <laughs> our, our whole workout is just getting in there and getting repetitions up in terms of uh, shooting the basketball. So um, for us, it's a lot of input from from all the coaches and just, listening and just you know learning throughout the years
0: is there is there a book is there like a these are all of my drills like is it just all in your brain because the options are seriously endless like you just mm-hmm. said is yeah. there some secret guide to yeah. okay here's if they need to make corner threes here's 20 drills they need to do to, mm-hmm. to do that
1: mm-hmm. there's no guide or anything like that I mean I tell people all the time if you watched a player development workout from anybody on our staff the drills are very simple, but it has a lot of repetition and it has a lot of correction. Um, you know, sometimes it's as simple as learning how to get open if you're coming off a dribble handoff. Um, it's reading a defense if you know I'm on a pick and roll and they blitz. What am I supposed to do if I'm getting trapped? Um, it's learning, you know, the spacing. If you're a big guy, you know, we want you in the dunker. We don't want you, you know, somewhere where you're not supposed to be. Where you got, we want you somewhere where you're going to be effective. So a lot of times it's, you know, it's very simple drills. And a lot of times, a lot of the drills just come from our offensive scheme, the plays we run. We want to get a lot of shots from guys, what they're going to do on the floor. So we really won't work on a lot of stuff that they're not going to do because that's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. We're going to focus on the shots that they're going to get. And we're going to focus on them making those types of shots.
0: Do,
2: do you... Uh break down each player, film, study, do you film, study a player and then say, hey, listen, what
1: I saw from you over here, mm-hmm. this is what, how we're going to tailor the workout to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I do do that, but, you bit. know, I think we all do that as coaches, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Steve and Ogie, who's the other player, de- player development coaches, they do the same thing. will we're always sitting down and we're always talking. It's like sometimes our brain don't cut off. We'll, yeah. we'll go eat. And, you know, we don't want to talk about basketball, but somehow some way it starts to you come up. You can't avoid it. <laughs> no, can't, you can't. You can't <laughs> avoid it. And, you know, Steven and Ogie are, you know, very intelligent and they're very good basketball coaches. And we're always bouncing ideas off of each other. And obviously the other coaches, they'll, they'll always relay stuff to us that they think, you know, this player needs to work on. So, you know, we'll do that. and. You know even if you watch our game you know, coach Malone sometimes will turn around and yell at me and say somebody needs to work on this so <laughs> okay message received <laughs> and we'll, we'll start like working on that yeah <laughs> yeah we'll start we'll start working on it you know the next day and stuff like that mm-hmm. but you know it's just so much input and then in the front office they're always talking to us we meet with them you know you know whenever we can probably usually once or twice a month mm-hmm. um our, our guys you know like Tommy who do the stats and the numbers they'll give us that so we know areas that guys need to improve. So, you know, the wealth of input is a lot. Yeah. It's <laughs> a, lot. That's it is a lot. lot. I've always wondered this, actually, this is a, just a little
2: bit of a difference, is it, so, so many of these guys in the summer, they go to their own trainers. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of these trainers in social media, they're like celebrity trainers now, uh, but how does a team work with the trainer that the player might have that's mm-hmm. apart from the team?
1: Um, you know, a few of the trainers, you know, we have a good, good relationship with and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them will, will ask us, you know, what do they need to work on for their summertime mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Okay. And, you know, I've learned through the years, you know, I don't want to, you know, just hold guys so tight, you know, during the summer. They hear our voices throughout the, the year. and It's a lot. So if they get away and they work with a guy that they're comfortable with you know, I really don't have a problem with it, as long as they're working on like a few things that we need them to get better at. Mm-hmm. If they're trying to expand their game, there's, there's no issue with that because the summertime, that's what that's really for, it is to you know, expand your game. But if you can do one or two things that'll you know, get you on the floor and help you be productive while you're on the floor, that'll be very helpful. Yeah.
0: You've been around the NBA a long time. Mm. What's different about the Denver Nuggets compared to other teams that you've worked with?
1: Uh, I mean, with these guys, I would say, you know, they, they, they drive me crazy at times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But to be so young, these guys, they, they are mature. These guys do yeah. work hard. These guys are coachable. Um, so just to see them from what I've seen from throughout the time that I've been in the league, mm-hmm. these guys, you know, it's their maturity level and, and the way that they appro- approach their craft. Um, you know, they work hard and they all want to be good. No one, you know, is, is, is coasting. You come back to the gym, like at night, you'll, you'll see Jared Vanderbilt, there. you'll see Michael Porter. Uh, Jamal Murray will come back with his dad. Gary Harris will come back with his friends. Monte Morris flies in his trainer back and forth, and he'll, he'll come in at night and get another workout. So we have a lot of self-motivated guys, which you don't see from a lot of young players. In I was going to say, is that rare? yeah, Very rare. Yeah,
2: very rare. What's the latest call that you ever got to put from a player saying, hey, can you just meet me in the gym to get
1: your ass up? man I've got a call like at three o'clock in the morning like like they just get in from like the club or something like that and they want to go work out or maybe sweat out something i don't know <laughs> but i'll get a, i'll get a call uh, you know at that time now did i go at that time no I told I didn't we, go. i'll, I'll we, we can go at seven we can go at six but i'm not going at probably three o'clock in the morning no <laughs> i'm usually i'm usually asleep during that time but you know that's the good thing about our guys they're they're, they're dedicated even if they're You know, they have other responsibilities with family, you know, friends in town. They're going to have a good time. They will get to the gym and they will get their work in. Mm -hmm.
0: Do do you have any stories like that with specific players who maybe, you know, they not necessarily were out or whatever like that, but they (laughs) had a bad game Mm -hmm. and you know that they're like, okay, they're going to want to get work in Mm -hmm. and they go in and you just you work them out or you let them work out their frustrations. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, there's there's a ton of them. Um, Jamal Murray is, is one of the examples of that. Um, If he he feels like he has a bad game, he'll want to get shots up, and you know he'll do his media responsibilities after the game, and then he'll go right to the practice court and Mm -hmm. he'll get shots up. Uh, Malik Beasley has done that in the past. I think he's gone to the main court and shot after you know he felt like he might have have played very well. Um, Nikola Jokic, remember when he was younger? I think it was maybe his rookie year. We played in LA afternoon game. He didn't shoot the ball well. As soon as we landed, we went to the practice court and we got, got to work out it. And so um, like I said, we, we got a unique group of guys where they work hard and anyone that comes to this group, if they don't work hard, they're gonna feel the pressure to Right. <laughs> I got to keep up with these guys because yeah. if, if they're working and I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna fall behind. Well, yeah. it seems to be a kind of the perfect culture, right? So Absolutely. It's, it's a hard work culture.
2: Mm. And when you come to it, Mm-hmm. that you feel that and you if you weren't a hard worker you're going to
1: at least absolutely. put something in yeah, absolutely 100 to, to, to catch up with the rest of the no, guys no 100 percent, 100 percent, and you know it's been you know it makes my job a lot easier i don't have to go chase guys and right. you them to making the call stuff. now i do have my moments where i do <laughs> but for the most part these guys you know are, are very good you know in terms of handling their responsibilities and stuff
0: so we've talked a lot about the basketball side of you, but this was a big year for you, mm-hmm. uh, outside of basketball as well. What, what updates do you have for us? A uh,
1: huge year, um, <laughs> you know, I got, got engaged just last week. Congratulations. Uh, have a have a baby on the way, December 18th is the, the, the due date. Uh, bought a house, um, obviously got the promotion, which you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been, uh, a lot going on this year, 2019. You yeah. were yeah, no, a star. Yeah, seriously. 2019. I was telling a friend, I will never forget the, the, this year because man, I've I've learned so much in terms of like I didn't even know that much about a baby. Now I know everything. I feel like
0: <laughs> I know everything
1: about a baby, and you know, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that next challenge. So maybe. we
0: have JB's drill book, but we also have JB's baby book. Yes, like yes. that's yes. where we're at right <laughs> yes. now. Yes, you yes. He can write a whole book on basketball drills, Absolutely. but also like. The baby's not here yet. Here's what you need to know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So it's a boy. It is a boy, and uh, you know, it was it was a shock. I think to both of us, more so my uh, fiance. So um, I think we we, t- we talked a little bit off camera previously. We went to the uh, sonogram I think uh, earlier, mm-hmm. and they took a guess and they said, well, we think you know it's going to be a girl. But, you know, I was excited. I was like, you know, as long as the baby's healthy, yeah. I'm happy with that. So. We went again to the to the next sonogram where I guess you're supposed to know officially what it is. You know, like most couples now, we wanted to do a gender, well, gender <laughs> <Yeah>. reveal.
0: Instagram <laughs> worthy gender reveal, yes. Well,
1: she wanted to do a gender reveal. I was I was old school. <laughs> I like, wanted I to. Yeah. Like
0: Are I know did, it's true. Did, did you not want
1: to know? No, <laughs> I, wanted to know. Wanted to know. I wanted to know. I wanted to. Anyway, be, yeah. I'm, I'm old school. Let's go to <laughs> the doctor. They tell us. <laughs> let's go home. Yeah. But she wanted to do the whole gender reveal and stuff. So um, she she likes cupcakes. You know, we all love sweets. I like cupcakes yeah. too. Yeah. So she has this place that she really likes to go to. So for the idea, we went um, to this place, the cupcake place. Well, I, is so it I in Denver? Went. Yeah, it's in Denver. Shout them out. Yeah, um, you know what? I don't remember the Okay, name we'll right. get that. <laughs>
0: we'll get that later. We'll get that so, later.
1: So um, I went there and I got uh, a dozen. I told them I want a dozen, you know, red red, red velvets one her favorite cupcakes. Great choice. I want a dozen with pink filled and I want a dozen with blue filled. Mm-hmm. I told them when I come in again, I'm going to give you the envelope. <laughs> I want you to give me the box the box that the envelope says it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cool, cool, we can do it, we can do it. <laughs> All right, fine. So that the day comes when we find out when we have dinner, um, it's, it's myself, my fiance, and a few of her friends and stuff. We went to Quality Italian in Cherry uh, sure. Creek. Yes. So we ate dinner, dinner was, was was very good, but you know, we're all anxious to find Itch out. So we're eat <laughs> eating really quick and stuff like that. Do you dessert? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they
0: got the cupcakes
1: at home. So, uh, so they had the the cupcakes in the fridge. Lady brings it out when we're about to do do, do the reveal and stuff. So I, I have a cupcake, she has a cupcake. You know, her friends are filming. We both take a bite, I take a bite. I go in there and the filling is white. I look at her filling; it's white as well. So I'm like, it can't be serious. So now I took another bite. So after that, they're all white. I'm ripping them all apart. This is a dozen cupcakes, ripping it all apart, trying to find out, you know. What, 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 what is my baby? Is it a boy or a girl? So luckily she brought the envelope that, that had, you know, if it's a boy yeah. or a girl. So we opened it up and it was a boy. So I was ecstatic, you know, standing up, running around outside, you know, around Cherry Creek and stuff. She was excited, but at first she was disappointed because she had her heart set on Little the girl. girl. Yeah. So she was thinking in the nursery, she already had the idea of a plan, of, <laughs> you know, what, what she wanted to do, the pink and the chandelier and all this stuff. So we actually got in a little disagreement that night. (laughs) Cause I felt like she should be happy, whatever it is. And like, she, right, she told me, you know, you don't understand. So back and forth, but it all worked out. And she got excited, That's and brilliant. you know, we're both ready for it. That's what a, she was
0: good. probably most upset about is that the Instagram video didn't work out. Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> right about that. it was like there were white cupcakes. <laughs> okay. Man,
1: it actually didn't work out, but it's still pretty cool because we had yeah. the video and I showed it to family and friends oh, yeah. and everybody. Yeah, everybody to see everybody that was video. laughing. Yeah, yeah, I'll show it to you. I'll <laughs> yes. show it to you. So yeah, it worked out well. It's something that we'll be able to talk about for So yeah. how's the naming going? I oh, that's another to... issue that's <laughs> going on right now. Um, yeah. you know, I have a name that I want. Um, she likes it, but the problem is one of her first cousins has that name, wow. so she doesn't want to do it. So now she keeps on coming up with all these other names, and I'm like, I really don't like it. I want this. Let's name. go this name.
0: <laughs> well, you're a third generation John Beckett. Or... I
1: am a third. So yeah.
0: is it John? Is that the name?
1: No, it's not the name. <laughs> I think I think I think I think after three is enough. Okay. <laughs> Fourth is a little bit too much. I kind of want the baby to have its own name, its, yeah. whole, its own identity. Because for me, growing up when I was a third, which is the weirdest thing um when i was in high school you know you start you know talking to girls and all that kind of stuff like that so when i was growing okay. up
0: in high school
1: yeah it, well before that, did but <laughs> in high school when it really started <laughs> input is a lot yeah. It's <laughs> a, it it a, a lot
2: i've always wondered this actually this is a, just a little bit of a difference is this, so so many of these guys in the summer they go to their own trainers mm-hmm. and you see a lot of these trainers in social media they're like celebrity trainers now um, but how does a team work with the trainer that the player might have that's mm. apart from the team?
1: Um, you know, a few of the trainers, you know, we have a good, good relationship with. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them will, will ask us, you know, what do they need to work on for their summertime mm. and stuff like that. Okay. And, you know, I've learned through the years, you know, I don't want to, you know, just hold guys so tight, you know, during the summer. They hear our voices throughout the, the year. and It's a lot. So if they get away and they work with a guy that they're comfortable with, you know, I really don't have a problem with it. As long as they're working on like a few things that we need them to get better at. Mm-hmm. If they're trying to expand their game, there's, there's no issue with that because the summertime, that's what that's really for It is to you know, expand your game. But if you can do one or two things that'll, you know, get you on the floor and help you to be productive while you're on the floor, that'll be very helpful. Yeah.
0: You've been around the NBA a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's different about the Denver Nuggets compared to other teams that you've worked with?
1: Uh, I mean, with these guys, I would say, you know, they, they, they drive me crazy at times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But to be so young, these guys, they, they are mature. These guys do yeah. work hard. These guys are coachable. Um, so just to see them from what I've seen from throughout the time that I've been in the league, mm-hmm. these guys, you know, it's their maturity level and, and the way that they approach their craft. Um, you know, they work hard and they all want to be good. No one, you know, is, is, is coasting. You come back to the gym, like at night, you'll, you'll see Jared Vanderbilt there. You'll see Michael Porter. Uh, Jamal Murray will come back with his dad. Gary Harris will come back with his friends. Monte Morris flies in his trainer back and forth, and he'll, he'll come in at night and get another workout. So we have a lot of self motivated guys, which you don't see from a lot of young players in the NBA. I am going to say, is that, is that rare? Mm-hmm. that, yeah? Very like rare. A, yeah, mm-hmm. very, rare, very rare. What's the latest call that you ever got to put from a player saying, hey, can you just meet me in the gym to get shots up? Man, I've got a call like at three o'clock in the morning. Like, like they just get in from like the club or something like that, and they want to go work out or maybe sweat out something. I don't know, <laughs> but I'll get a, I'll get a call, uh, you know, at that time. Now, did I go at that time? No, I told you I'll, I'll, we, we can go at seven, we can go at six, but I'm not going at probably three o'clock in the morning. No, <laughs> I'm usually I'm usually asleep during that time. But you know, that's the good thing about our guys. they they're, they're, they're dedicated even if they're. know they have other responsibilities with family you know friends in town they're gonna have a good time they will get to the gym and they will get their work in. Mm -hmm.
0: do do you have any stories like that with specific players who maybe you know they not necessarily were out or whatever like that but they had a bad game (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you know that they're like okay they're gonna want to get work in Mm -hmm. and they go in and you just you work them out or you let them work out their frustrations Mm -hmm.
1: oh yeah there's there's a ton of them Um, Jamal Murray is, is one of the examples of that Um, If he he feels like he has a bad game, he'll want to get shots up, and you know he'll do his media responsibilities after the game, and then he'll go right to the practice court and he'll get shots up. Uh, Malik Beasley has done that in the past. I think he's gone to the main court and shot after you know he felt like he might have have played very well. Um, Nikola Jokic, remember when he was younger? I think it's maybe his rookie year. We played in LA afternoon game. He didn't shoot the ball well. As soon as we landed, we went to the practice court and got to got work on it. So, um, like I said, we, we got a unique group of guys where they work hard. And anyone that comes to this group, if they don't work hard, they're going to feel the pressure to, Right. <laughs> I got to keep up with these guys because yeah. if, if they're working and I'm not, I'm, I'm going to fall behind. Well, yeah. it seems to be a, kind of the perfect
2: culture, right? So Absolutely. So it's, it's a hard work culture. Mm. And when you come to it, Mm-hmm. that you feel that and you if you weren't a hard worker you're going to at least absolutely. put something in yeah. absolutely 100 to, to, to catch
1: up with the rest of the no, guys no 100 percent 100 percent and you know it's been you know it makes my job a lot easier i don't have to go chase guys and right. you know them making the, the call stuff. now i do have my moments where i do <laughs> but for the most part these guys you know are, are very good you know in terms of handling their responsibilities and stuff
0: so we've talked a lot about the basketball side of you, but this was a big year for you,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: outside of basketball as well. What, what updates do you have for oh, us? A
1: huge year, um, <laughs> you know, I got, got engaged just last week. Congratulations. Uh, have a have a baby on the way, December 18th is the, the, the due date. Uh, bought a house, um, obviously got the promotion, which you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been, uh, a lot going on this year. 2019, you yeah. were yeah, Yo, <laughs> a star. Yeah, seriously. 2019, I was telling a friend I will never forget the, the, this year because, man, I've I've learned so much in terms of, like, I didn't even know that much about a baby. Now I know everything. <laughs> I feel like I know everything about a baby, and, you know, I'm, you know I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that next challenge. So
0: we have JB's drill book, but we also have JB's baby book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. that's where we're at right <laughs> yes. now. Yes, we yes. You write a whole book on basketball drills, but also, like, the baby's not here yet. Here's what you need to know.
1: <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So it's a boy. It is a boy, and uh, you know, it was it was a shock. I think to both of us, more so my uh, fiance. So um, I think we we, t- we talked a little bit off camera previously. We went to the uh, sonogram I think uh, earlier, mm-hmm. and they took a guess and they said, well, we think you know it's going to be a girl. You know, I was excited. I was like, you know, as long as the baby's healthy, yeah. I'm happy with that. So. We went again to the to the next sonogram where I guess you're supposed to know officially what it is. You know, like most couples now, we wanted to do a gender, well, gender <laughs> yeah. reveal.
0: Instagram worthy gender reveal. Yes. Well,
1: she wanted to do a gender reveal. <laughs> yeah. I was I was old school. It's I like, wanted I to. Yeah. You
0: know. Like I and know it's did, did, did You not want
1: to know. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, wanted to know. Wanted to know. I wanted to know. I wanted to. Be, way, I'm, yeah. I'm old school. Let's go to the doctor. They tell us. <laughs> let's go home. <laughs> yeah. But she wanted to do the whole gender reveal and stuff. So, um, she she likes cupcakes. You know, we all love sweets. I like cupcakes yeah. too. Yeah. So she has this place that she really likes to go to. So for the idea, we went um, to this place, the cupcake place. Well, I Is so it I in Denver? Went. Yeah, it's in Denver. Shout them out. Yeah, um, you know what? I don't remember the Okay, name. We'll, get that. <laughs> we'll get that later. We'll get
0: that so,
1: later. So um, I went there and I got uh, a dozen. I told them I want a dozen, you know, red, red red velvets. one of her favorite cupcakes. Great choice. I want a dozen with pink filled and I want a dozen with blue filled. Mm-hmm. I told them when I come in again, I'm going to give you the envelope. I want you to give me the box. <laughs> the box that the envelope says it's supposed to be mm-hmm. it's like okay cool cool we can do it, we can do it. <laughs> all right fine so that the day comes and we find out when we have dinner um it's it's myself my fiance and a few of her friends and stuff we went to quality italian and uh cherry <laughs> creek yes. so we ate dinner dinner was, was was very good but you know we're all anxious to find it's out it. so we're eating <laughs> eating really quick and stuff like that do you dessert? no yeah, yeah. <laughs> they
2: got the cupcakes
1: at home so uh so they had the, the cupcakes in the fridge lady brings it out when we're about to do, do, do the reveal and stuff so I, I have a cupcake she has a cupcake you know her friends are filming we both take a bite take a bite I go in there and the filling is white I look at her filling. it's white as well so I'm like it can't be serious so now I took another bite so after that they're all white I'm ripping them all apart, this is a dozen <laughs> cupcakes, ripping it all apart, trying to find out, you know, what what, what what is my baby, is it a boy or a girl? So luckily she brought the envelope that, that had, you know, if it's a boy yeah. or a girl. So we opened it up and it was a boy. So I was ecstatic, you know, standing up, running around outside, you know, around Cherry Creek and stuff. She was excited, but at first she was disappointed because she had her heart set on oh, the girl. Yeah. girl so she was thinking the nursery she already had the idea of a plan <laughs> or you know what what she wanted to do the pink and the chandelier and all this stuff <laughs> So we actually got in a little disagreement that night, because <laughs> I felt like she should be happy whatever it is. And she's like, she told me, you know, you don't understand. So back and forth, but it all worked out, and she got excited, That's and brilliant. you know, we're both ready for it. What she was
0: probably most upset about is that the Instagram video didn't work out. Yeah, you absolutely because, right about it. it was like there were white cupcakes. <laughs> Man, it
1: actually didn't work out, but it's still pretty cool because we had yeah. the video and I showed it to family and friends oh, and yeah, everybody. Everybody, to everybody see was that laughing. Video. Yeah, Yeah. I'll show it to you, (laughs) I'll show it to you. So yeah, it worked out well. It's something that we'll be able to talk about. So how's the naming going? Oh, that's another issue that's (laughs) going on right now. Um, I have a name that I want. Um, she likes it, but the problem is one of her first cousins has that name, wow. so she doesn't want to do it. So now she keeps on coming up with all these other names, and I'm like, I really don't like it. I want this. Let's name. go this name.
0: Well, you're a third generation John Beckett or I
1: am a third. So
0: yeah. is it John? Is that the name?
1: No, it's not the name. <laughs> I think I think I think I think after three is enough. Okay. Fourth is a little bit too much. I kind of want the baby to have its own name, its, yeah. whole, its own identity. Because for me, growing up when I was a third, which is the weirdest thing um when i was in high school you know you start you know talking to girls and all kind of stuff like that so when i was growing okay. up
0: in high school
1: yeah it, well before then, but in <laughs> high school when it really started you know you really started you know doing that type of thing um you know back when i was we was no cell phones there was only one line and they had the little cord on it and <laughs> right. stuff like that right so um girls would call the house and they were like you know can i speak to john And my dad would start talking and my dad would have a conversation. I'm like, Dad, you know you know they're not like calling and, and trying to talk to you and stuff That's like that. Fantastic. So for whatever reason that always used to drive me crazy. Like if mail would come and it said John Beckett and It's maybe from a school that's looking at me, looking at me. I'm like, he would open it, open all my mail. (laughs) So I don't know if that left a sour taste in my mouth. So now I'm like, Uh, you know what? This kid here is gonna have his own name. Yeah, he's gonna have his own combo. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, he has his own name. He's gonna have his own identity. I'm not going to pick up the phone and talk you're to any people. No, it, I'm yeah. not going to pick up the your phone. To no. have be the no. one who opens all no. the mail and talks on the phone. If yeah. it was a girl, I probably would, but okay. it <laughs> <laughs> it's just a boy. It's going to be a little bit different. Probably oh, man. Different. That is funny.
2: A little yeah. different. <laughs> I remember I, I didn't, we didn't have that harder time. So I have a three year old, as mm. you all well know. Mm. And um, when we were trying to figure out the name, mm. I thought it was going to be like a a long and arduous process Really, <laughs> to, get to where uh-huh. we were gonna be mm. but we settled in on amari very fast really and i just don't know why that was we it wasn't as if we had talked about it before uh-huh. we had never talked about names mm. but it was just one of them that we both liked and so literally like many months before he was ever born mm. we already knew the name to the point where for the baby shower mm. we Revealed the name. Which is smart because really? yeah. I
0: actually would have done it before the baby shower because then you start getting customized stuff. <laughs> like any
1: decorations <laughs> right, for that the is nursery, true. like
0: you got Amari yeah. up there, you true. got whatever yeah, you need. That is true. That yeah. is true
1: but- <laughs> Man, I you know, I envy you that you had a name so soon. I have a feeling it won't be a name until this baby actually comes out. So like, yeah. And it might not even when it come out, we might not have a name just yet either. Yeah, just gonna be baby, baby boy. Beckett. Yeah, <laughs> something, something something, like that. So, well, hopefully we decide on a name or I might just have to bribe her with a <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see. We'll see how that goes.
0: So you've been doing baby classes and learning all about mm-hmm. baby life. Mm-hmm. What has that been like?
1: Uh, it's been eye-opening, man. Um, you know, I have a whole new respect for fathers and especially mothers. You know, the stuff that they go mm-hmm. through being pregnant and the body changes, and even once the baby comes, like there's even more stuff that you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. So, there's so much stuff that I had no idea. And for people who have kids and kid, people who have multiple kids. I I give them all the credit <laughs> in the world because man it's 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 a lot of work and it's a lot of knowledge that you have to have.
0: Who's more work, a pregnant fiance or a frustrated Denver nugget? <laughs>
1: I'm going to go with the pregnant fiance. <laughs> I'm going to go with the pregnant fiance. Keep me out of trouble right there. So, I'm definitely going to go with them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Them. It's uh it's, it's very fun times. It's very very fun times. I didn't and and the classes and everything that you have to take is just uh, uh, its it's is very, very educational. Mm. But just wait till baby boy pops out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that I've been told. That I've been told. Is, yes. is, is is amazing in and of itself. Um, when you look just quickly back to basketball, mm. when you look at this team this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so many high expectations. One of the things that we've both talked to players about is the mm. mental makeup of the team. Mm. The guys that don't seem to be phased by mm. pressure situations or big games. And I'm just wondering, for such a young group of guys, that mm. seems to be fairly rare to see mm. have that trait. But what do, what do you see along those lines in this team and, and mm-hmm. how that might... Manifest itself going into the
1: season. um, You know, there, there, there's going to be tough times and, and, and there's going to be struggles. You know, I was just talking to another coach about kind of a similar topic like this. You know, the other day, like I feel like with our team, um, it's very similar to when you lift weights. You guys both lift weights. You guys are both active. That's right. I lift like more than he does. <laughs>
0: yeah. I
2: don't lift weights. Yeah, seriously. But
1: but 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 you know how it is. Like when you first begin to lift weights, your strength increases tremendously. Like. You, th- you think that it's always gonna continue to go this way and it doesn't, what happens? You kind of reach that plateau. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you reach that plateau, you have to figure out ways to maybe increase that, that that bench press by just five or 10 pounds. And that could be just, you know, strengthening your forearms, strengthening your triceps. So for our guys, we've had improvement now for so many years. We have to figure out a way where we don't plateau. And a lot of that is gonna come down to the small details. Um, it's, you know, setting screens better. It's you know taking charges, it's being the team that has active hands and not just getting steals, but but getting deflections. It's taking better shots. Um, it's finishing at the rim a little better. It's making that extra pass. So for us, it's those little things that's now is going to take us from where we're at now to that next level. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is what you work on directly. Absolutely,
1: 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%. So yeah, those little things is you know what what, what we work on with our guys. and. You know hopefully you know it, it sticks with them and once they get in the game they can execute it and you know i'm, I'm looking forward to the challenge because you know now we we made the playoffs you know last year and made the second round so now we want to see if we can you know take it to that next level and make it to the conference finals and then hopefully the nba finals and then a championship yep.
0: final question for you and it is it can be unrelated to basketball or okay. it can be related to basketball okay. just a fun one all right when is the most starstruck you've ever been
1: Probably some years ago when the All-Star game was in Atlanta, um, I was in the hotel where they were, they were putting all the All-Stars and stuff, and it was Michael Jordan's you know, last one there. And you know I never really had an opportunity to meet him or anything like that. And I saw him in the hotel, and it wasn't a big meeting. It was just a hello and a handshake and stuff like that. But that was probably the only time that I've ever been a starstruck in the NBA because you know, Michael Jordan growing up, that was right. That was who I watched yeah. all the time. That's who I wanted to play like and everything. So that was probably the one time that I was a star shark. Yeah. Other than that, no, I'm cool with it. Nah. <laughs> yeah. You're I'm around cool. them all yeah, 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 I'm cool. I'm cool with everything else and stuff.
0: Well, JV, congratulations on yeah. so many fronts Thank on you. an amazing year. And I'm sure that there will be more to come. But thanks for taking the time to Thank sit down you. with us. I appreciate and it. Good luck this season. It's just beginning.
1: Yeah, long season. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go.